Hello and good afternoon, Xbox Nation. Welcome to this week's new episode of the Xbox Factor Podcast. I am your host, Mr. Boomstick XL, and we have an incredible show prepared for you today. Lots of big topics, but we have to start off with a huge welcome back to Boxer Bear, aka Archimedes, aka Archie. Boxer Bear, first of all, dude, it is so great to have you back. Uh, you are on your road to recovery from nearly having some big trouble with COVID-19, but it's great to have you back, brother. How are you feeling? Yeah, first, thank you for having me back again. I'm so glad to be back. Boom. The last four weeks have been really hard. Um, COVID hit me like a train. I was in the hospital for four days. I had really problems breathing and I was really scared but now I am recovering um, very well uh, my blood values are good um, the doctors say I'll be back on track in in one or two weeks and I feel fit enough to talk gaming with you guys again and I have to really say the last four weeks I I truly missed you guys um, yeah, we missed you too brother Definitely. yeah and I'm, I'm really glad to be back and I want to just give if you give me that second um, I want to say a big thank you not just to the panel here they all reached out to me in dms but there were a ton of people in the in the dms from the community that just read reached out sent me well wishes and asked how i'm feeling and i was really truly surprised by how many people actually care and i i couldn't be more thankful and i just want to say a big big thank you to the community and everyone who reached out so thank you so much uh, dude, listen, man, you are an important part of this community. Uh, one thing that I will say, um, I, I think that when it comes to real life things, uh, regardless of where your loyalties fall on which plastic box that plays your favorite games, I think that the mature that this community really does uh, come together and prove that humanity is ultimately going to win in a conversation when it comes to real life uh, situations and uh, seeing you come back uh, for me as uh, someone that I who was checking on you almost on a daily basis. I I'm happy to have yeah. you back here, brother, because uh, what you had is real um, and uh, it's scary. And the fact that you are, are mm -hmm. here not only for you know to talk video games, but more importantly, you're there for your family and uh, they don't lose their pop. Obviously, you have two small children. You're, you have your wife, and to know yeah. that you're doing well is great. It's, it's honestly, it's it's great to have you back, and it's good that you're, you're on the road to recovery, brother. So uh, welcome back. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Um, so let's continue with the introductions. We're going to start with um, our guest. Uh, now, this is a big week for uh, the Elusive Gamer, a.k.a. Jamie Moran. Not only was uh, Tuesday his birthday, but on the same birthday week, he's getting Mass Effect, the Legendary Edition, released for the Xbox, uh, obviously, and, of course, the PlayStation and PC in the same birthday week. Jamie, how you doing, brother? I know you got to be excited. Yeah, thanks, man. Happy to be here. And yeah, it's, it's been a cool week. Uh, just you know, taking time to relax. And uh, I've been talking about this Mass Effect Legendary Edition or the remaster since 2019. And uh, yeah, as a series, I've played every year since like the first came out. Uh, wow. I couldn't be more excited. Like I've played the first game ten times. Like like the first game was so good. The second the credits rolled, I opened up New Game Plus. Like that's nice. how much I enjoyed. Uh, and yeah. Uh, to get achievements again in Mass Effect is going to be fun because it's been too long. Yeah. Uh, 
yeah, it's it's gonna be fun, man. And plus, we we're going up to A three soon, so there's plenty more news to talk about. So it's all good. So, so just for clarification, uh, let the let the, the the community know where where do you fall on the ongoing saga that was started by Lord Cognito of the uh, Iron Lords podcast? Are you a Mass Effect one fanboy or a Mass Effect two fanboy? Okay, so I have a pretty unique uh, thought on this, um, and I'm going to give the definitive answer. Uh, the first one is my favorite, but the sequel is better. Uh, I'm it. Like, we can I'm, keep him on the shell boom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I approve. The first game is my favorite game of all time. Like the introduction to the universe, the characters, the music, the lore, everything about it, I loved. But the sequel, the way it had, uh, you know, mission structure, unlike the first game. The first game had secondary quests where you just go to an empty square of a planet you go to a warehouse and clear it out the sequel had these bespoke missions set in these like created places that felt unique and the missions were just better in the sequel the character arcs were better you had proper loyalty missions while in the first game you just did this mini little side quest thing and you opened up a you know a dialogue section it's like the sequel did so much better even though it had less rpg mechanics it was a more streamlined game and it's easier to go back to, like the first game aged like, like bad. You know, you yeah. make controlled like a wet bar of soap on a on a slab of ice, and <laughs> you know, it was always an issue. And it was a meme back in two thousand and seven. You know, and they've, they've fixed them, they fixed the make on the shooting for the legendary edition, which is awesome. But like, there's there's something about the sequel and the run up to the final mission that it's it's the best. It's one of the best games ever made. I I give the th- the the second Mass Effect game a ten out of ten. Even though the first game is my favorite. Okay. Well, I mean, listen, it, again, this is going to be a real treat for the community. Uh, I'm I think that this is going to make uh, it's going to it's going to do gangbuster numbers. I think that this could potentially be one of the biggest selling games uh for EA of of 2021 and I and I dare say that it will give uh games like Call of Duty and Battlefield a run for their money. Everyone loves my, Mass Effect. Everyone's been waiting for this and they really apparently pulled out all the stops because I've seen a ton of uh side-by-sides and it looks like an a brand new game. And obviously Mass Effect 1 got a major overhaul which of course I cannot wait to play and see what that's about. Uh, but okay, well, listen, good stuff, Jamie. Good to have you here, brother. And of last and no way least, now we do have Joe, Mr. Bad Bit. Uh, be, he'll be here probably in about a uh, few minutes. He said he'd be here about 10 after, so we should get Joe momentarily. But three bit, welcome back to the program, brother. How the heck are you? I'm doing good, man. Uh, it's good to be uh, on the show, too. I also need a little bit of a distraction. It's been a crazy week with my, my dog and some other stuff going on at work. Uh, but, yeah, I'm ready to talk some games. Uh, I I forgot until Elusive said it, that Mass Effect, um, that they're improving the gameplay on the first one. Because that, yes. uh, yeah. that was my one gripe with the first one, where I thought the story was amazing, but I couldn't get through some of the combat and some of the... <laughs> some of that but yeah that that's going to be really exciting i think that that game's going to be pretty big game for ea as well I, I agree with you there boom but i'm ready to get into the show it's gonna be awesome well listen let's 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 uh as we wait for joe to pop in here let's uh let's start talking xbox now before we get into that folks um i had you know if if, if you're you know obviously you haven't been in uh you know a part of the show and you maybe missed the last week or so uh, I had officially uh, stopped monetization on the channel, and that took a lot of people by storm. Uh, 
Uh, no super chats, no super stickers, uh, no channel memberships, and I'm not even making money on the videos. And there's, there's a reason for it. Uh, that particular reason, I just want everyone to understand that I am not ready to share. Uh, but that, that announcement is coming soon. It's a big announcement. It's something that I've been working for for a very long time. And we are finally going to be in a position to do what my what my dream was. And uh, I, again, Mrs. Boomstick and I are good. We do appreciate all of the messages. And quite frankly, I couldn't keep up with them. That's how many kept coming in. Uh, we will be reinstating all of the ways you can support Double Barrel Gaming through Super Chats, through Super Stickers, through channel memberships. But that's not going to happen yet. And when it's going to happen, like I said, the big announcement for the channel will be coming. And when that announcement is ready, believe you me, folks, I will be making, I'll be going to the top of the roofs with the megaphone and letting everybody know. So, of course, I just want to let everyone know that we're good and the big announcement is coming. It's just not, we're just not ready to talk about it just yet. And as soon as we do, we, everyone will know. So thank, I want to thank everybody for their concerns. And of course, you know, obviously the incredible support that has put, had basically put us in a position where we can make this big move now. And I'll be talking about that in the coming weeks uh probably right before e3 will be ready to make this announcement so uh once again thank you for everyone that reached out to me that has been asking and uh like i said the announcement will be coming very very soon but let's get into the xbox part i mean this is the xbox factor podcast and of course you're here for the biggest and best xbox news and i am along with this incredible panel gonna deliver it and of course the first Topic of the day comes to us uh, about a story that for an Xbox executive teases new IP for Game Pass that quote unquote will blow your mind. Now, according to Xbox head of gaming services, Ben Decker has a hyped new unannounced game currently in the works at one of Microsoft's many studios in the new interview with Games Radar, where I pulled this story from. Here is what Ben had to say, and I quote, We have 23 studios across Xbox and Bethesda working on Halo, Forza, Fallout, and a new IP that we haven't talked about yet that is going to, quote-unquote, blow your minds we can deliver all of that onto game pass day and date now in the interview he doesn't disclose what the new ip is or in fact who is making the new ip though one of the first party studios that no one but double barrel gaming have been talking about for quite some time is we happy few developer compulsion games now the reason for my deduction uh, regarding the quote that I just read to you from Ben is an interview with Phil Spencer that I pulled from Game Rant on October 26th of 2020. Now, we talked about this a, a, quite, a, a, quite a few months ago. Here is what Phil Spencer had to say about Compulsion Games' new IP. Looking at what they're going to do next, I love their ability to create new worlds and unique settings. That is always something that is fun. So without saying too much, that is one of them. Now, the quote that he that I pulled is he was asked in this interview with Game Rant, give us the two games, uh, give us one game that you are excited for that has not been announced to the public at the time. Uh, he named two of the developers, two of the 23. 
The first one, believe it or not, was Compulsion Games' new IP, which is a rumored, which is, well, not a rumored, is rumored to be a cross between Bioshock meets Uncharted. And it's supposed to be a third-person, over-the-shoulder, action, adult-themed type of game that has horror elements. Check yes, check yes, check yes for boom. Okay, now uh, I have to now bring the uh, the uh, the the panel into the conversation with Xbox Game Studios currently housing twenty three teams and th- uh, twenty three um, studios and thirty five plus teams. What developer and or game are you most excited to play day one in Xbox Game Pass? I want to go to Jamie first on this because he is our guest. What do you say of that, Jamie? I mean, the the thing I'm looking forward to most probably is Avowed. Okay. Um, but like you know, out of all the stuff we don't know, like we always hear about these like these surprise and uh, games that they have in development. The thing is, when you look at Microsoft now, as they were, as opposed to like five years ago, they could have anything in the works. You know, Microsoft have a Indiana Jones game in development. No one could have predicted that. You know, they were able to have a a dragon based game with uh, IO Interactive. Um, but the I think the We Happy Few developer game, that one makes more sense. It's been probably long enough for them to actually get the game out or, you know, further long enough to get a trailer out. And it has been rumored to be a third-person game for a while. Uh, but, the, you know, the Bioshock-type elements. And considering we don't get a lot of Bioshock-style games, to me, that interests me the most because, like, We Happy Few, like, they showed us they can they can make really interesting worlds. And if they can give us something like that, you know, a third person and maybe you know a bit of sci-fi or steampunk or something, you know, uh, I'm all for it. And the exciting thing about this E3 is, is that they can literally show us anything. Um, you know, last year was a bit weird because we didn't get an E3, but this year it sounds like Microsoft are going to make up for it. Uh, honestly, you know, I'm excited for everything coming, uh, but I think I think the We Happy Few developer game is going to be uh, going to be a big one. Yeah, no, I absolutely agree. I, 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 I'm very excited because one of the questions that I have always heard from the community, everyone has been asking for a game that's similar to what is done on PlayStation, right? That over-the-shoulder, story-driven, adult-themed, graphical-intense type of game. And when you start hearing... Um, people talking about like Phil Spencer. When when he, listen, I understand he's biased, folks. He's 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 the head of Xbox. Of course, he's going to be excited for what's coming out. But when he's asked a question that is bro- as a broad stroke as it was, and they're asking him for his most his most ex- where what game he's most excited about that we don't know about, and he picks the small sophomore developer like the you know the we happy food uh, developers compulsion games you, you got us you got to get excited and speaking of playstation well joe welcome to the program brother how the heck are you feeling dude i am doing great thank you for having me but i gotta tell you something i gotta tell you something right off the bat what i'm more happy about than just talking xbox today with you guys is seeing archimedes here man yes well speak but speak take take a minute to speak on that brother because we 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 welcomed them back he was it what i didn't know he was on a respirator and he was and that's that's terrifying 
Yeah. I'm so glad you're, you're, you, you got well, man. I'm, I'm so glad that you're getting back, back on track, man. Uh, you, you know, I, listen, I try to give you a lot of confidence as much as I could, but when you said you're going to hospital the second time, I got a little worried, a little concerned. So I am uh, very happy that you're here today. And, uh, I'm just, I, again, I'm, 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 I'm happy that you're doing good. Thank wow. you so much, man. It's, it's, I've said it in the beginning of the show, but I, I have to say it again. It's, it's, it was really, really super scary um, to yeah, go through all imagine. of that, um, especially when you go to the hospital for the second time and they put you on, what's the English word? Boom, a respirator? A respirator? Yeah, respirator. Yeah. Respirator, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and and um, you're in a, in a room with a guy who has been in, my, my roommate in the hospital was in there for six weeks and Jesus. I got really scared. He also had COVID. So it was the whole station had uh, was, was just COVID okay. patient. And uh, I was, I was really scared, but seeing the community really talk to me, um, I I've got like 50 DMs a day with well wishes and, <laughs> and, and stuff that really kept me uh, or helped me a lot because I was so, lonely in the hospital because you were not allowed to to get any visitors at all and um you cho you have been supportive from day one you've sent me um all, all the advice that you had when you had went through covid with the breathing exercises and everything and i this is so much appreciated uh, i can't thank you you and the community enough of course, anything. Listen, when you've been through it, man, you you get it. It's 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 literally hell on earth. And uh, you know, I it, it's I give that message to everybody that's like, oh shit, I got it. And that's it's it's literally the first thing I drop everything I can do to be to any help that I could. Yeah. Um, and I'm just, dude, I'm so glad you're okay. And I'm I'm so happy to see the community. You know. Um, welcome you back the way they have it's it's very heartwarming to see man you know it really puts everything into perspective when we're talking about video games and stuff and what companies doing what and what yeah, companies yeah, doing not all yeah. small potatoes of course because it's about the entertainment <laughs> it's about bringing everybody together and it's because shows like this exist is that we're able to have that little bit of escapism so again man i'm so thrilled to see that you're all right man yeah, well, Joe, thank you for thank you thank you for of course being here. Thank you for the well wishes to our our mate that's uh, back here. And obviously, this is a family, right? This is this mm -hmm. is a, this is an extension of our family. And of course, we all care for one another. So it, it's good that Archimedes is back. But Joe, I want to bring you into the conversation, sure, uh, because you know um, we we have a report uh, from um, from head of 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 the Xbox. Let me get his head of gaming services, Ben Decker. Uh, he he mm -hmm. talked about um xbox game pass about how they can deliver games day and day but what he said was that they have an unannounced game that and his quote on his quote is will blow your minds now Ooh. he didn't say where who was making it he didn't say um what the new ip is but i i have a quote here from phil spencer that i'll re read again just to get your opinion on this and this is what phil spencer had to say about compulsion games new ip which is supposed to be uncharted meets bioshock 
Looking at what they're doing next, I love their ability to create new worlds and unique settings. That is always something that is fun. So without saying too much, that's one of them. And that he was referring to an uh, interview with Game Rant. They asked him, what is the one game that, that has not been announced to the public are you most excited about? And he says, well, I, can I give you two? And the first one was Perfect Dark, which at that time wasn't announced. And before he even mentioned the initiative he talked about compulsion games which has me excited now when you when, when talking about xbox game pass of unannounced titles uh do, do you think that this could be the game that he is referring to that has everyone at xbox excited i'm hoping it is man because i think compulsion needs a bit of a needs a bit of a win um and first when we talk about like game pass uh a little bit of breaking news dark alliance uh dungeon dragons dark alliance is coming to game pass june 22nd which is great because that game i, I would have tried out mother oh, father well you gotta you gotta cancel that pre-order boom it's on game pass it's great because it's a game i would have probably looked past and now that it's there yeah i'm definitely gonna try this let out, me tell you about let, let me tell you about that game okay mrs please. boomstick and i there, there are four games well actually there's five there there were five <laughs> games that we played when we were very early in the dating game and then of course uh-huh. very early in the marriage Four of those games, two of which were on PlayStation 2 called Champions of Norath. Mm-hmm. Loved them. They're Diablo-style games. But the two other games that we played, and we have played them on the PlayStation 2 at the, at, as, as well, was um, Baldur's Gate 1 and 2. And my God, my God. All I can say is that we are we. I, I purchased it. I'm re- we're ready to rock and roll whenever it comes out because if you if you like Diablo style games, they did a lot of work. These are just not simple ports. They look really really good. I I cannot wait to start playing. So yeah, I'm gonna have to cancel that pre order and uh, wait for Game Pass. <laughs> That's yeah. awesome, dude. That's awesome. And when I when I think about the the compulsion game. Um, I do think too, and it's a, a little bit of it is recency bias, but I do think about Returnal a lot in terms of like uh, Bioshock. Like, what was it? Something meets Bioshock. What was that? Other it thing? was Uncharted meets Bioshock. Uncharted meets Bioshock. Yeah. Um, I really dig when games give us those little voice recorders to listen to. Me too. It's the thing that helps fill out the world in in a game like Returnal or like Bioshock, where you are really walking through an environment that you're unfamiliar with, and you're getting that familiarity in pieces. And rather than you walking into a cutscene, which like you know Resident Evil Village does quite a few times, where it's like, all right, here's an exposition dump for you. And here's what we're doing, and here's our master plan. You get that, you know, you, you get the characters' intentions, their motivations littered throughout these little audio logs. And so, like, when I'm thinking of compulsion, I am thinking of We Happy Few, for better or for worse. Um, it is a game that is supposed to mess with your psyche a little bit, if I'm if I'm remembering it correctly, and really is supposed to be there to, to question your moves as you go through it. So what better way than having an action-adventure game in the style of like a modern-day Tomb Raider or modern-day Uncharted, where you are going through a world that is, you know, something, something with something you don't quite understand that's there's something unnerving by, you know, I don't want like a Bioware let's, you know, bash and ran game as much as I love that 
that game for that. I want it to mess with my psyche in different ways. Give me a different type of dystopia. Give me a different way that you're teasing me. Um, because I think only Bioware can make such, such, such critiques on American exceptionalism. Um, and I think what compulsion can do if given the right amount of time and funding is talk to us about the psyche and about our, you know, psychosis in, in, a, in, a, in interesting ways. I think that's what this game could really be. I think when, when we take a look back and you know, something like uncharted, we say uncharted because that's what we know, right. you know, we can conceptualize it. Um, I would like something that is, that is something that is playing with me on a psychedelic way that is, yeah, you going through these environments and learning and picking up the pieces of what this whatever dystopian world is going to be, that be it. That's what I want to see. Game Pass, I, I think, because they, they mentioned it a lot, it gives developers that creative freedom to be weird. And I think Compulsion was weird when they made We Happy Few, but I also think was um, bogged down by its budget and what yes. it was able to do. Yes. Well, so, they, were, they, were, they were small. I mean, they, they were probably robbing Peter to pay Paul. Exactly. So, like, while he was mugging Peter, I bet they were like, I, we really wanted to do something with this story. Give me your goddamn lunch money. And, um, <laughs> or gosh darn. So, like, you know, it's... It, it it it's it's something that I want to see the, these guys uh, th- th- these group of people do because I really think they could they could do it if if given if given the budget I want to see more weird from Xbox you know I, if if Game Pass adds freedom let's get weird and let's explore things that games usually can't or won't explore because of the sake of oh this needs to be a triple A you know big huge title and it needs to appease everybody give me games i just was talking about this on on uh on the dual sense uh podcast is give me games that it, it's it's not here to please everyone give me games that are going to please a strong section of folks it's what makes games like bloodborne so great it knows exactly what it is and it's not trying to make you happy it's trying to make what they think their fans would like happy that's yeah. what I want to see Game Pass do, because I think that's where you're going to see the most success. Yeah, Absolutely. And, and I think you're right. I think uh, the, the freedom that uh, that's allotted with Xbox Game Pass uh, also gives Microsoft the ability to tell their developers, hey, you know what? Go crazy, because we're not looking to sell a million of these, but, we, but we're looking to add good content to get people into the service. And again, I say this, and I, T-shirts are coming. Not every game is for every gamer, but you'll be surprised what you'll play if you're not forking up money, like 30 or $40 for a title you're unsure about. You just go to Game Pass and you download it. And, oh, I love this. I didn't realize I was going to love it. Or, you know, yeah, I don't like this. I'm glad I didn't buy it. And, and Exactly. And I think, like, um, you know, I think when when we take a look, a great example is like Dungeons and Dragons. What I just say, I would probably not have picked this game up. Now that it's on Game Pass, I'm gonna be trying it out, and I think that's the ultimate compliment that you can give. Is like, this is something I would not have picked up, whether it was the quality was in question or the genre is in question. Game Pass eliminates those barriers, which is really awesome. You know, Game Pass is about that value per dollar and they're doing a really good job at showcasing games that maybe uh, overlooked otherwise. This is awesome. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. You know what? And and, and I'm very excited. A box of beer. Before I get you into the uh, into the conversation, I want to shout out uh, Third Encounter in the chat. I'm gonna throw, throw his up, to, throw it up there. He says, "Boom, big fan of the show, man. It's be awesome to talk games with you guys one day. I don't personally have the equipment to do shows like yours, but engaging conversation you have are admirable. But listen, dude, you don't need a lot of equipment. All you need is a microphone and a working pair of headphones and a decent PC. And if you can get those things, brother, we will bring you on this show and have you guest appear one day. Hit me up in the DM and let me know. We'll we'll talk one on one and." Uh, I'm all about giving people opportunities. It was done to me by Mooch many, many, many moons ago. I'm always going to be very grateful for the opportunity. And here we are. I have a network, folks. I have a network of shows that just started out as me asking Mooch, can I guest appear just to check off that bucket list and say, I was on a podcast and I talked about video games. And look, here we are. We are networked with Double Barrel Gaming. So it can happen. And brother, hit me up in a DM and we will talk for sure. But Boxer Bear, let's uh, let's get your opinion on this. Listen, um, when you what what excites me about this conversation isn't so much that Ben Decker says that you know all oh, day and day game pass. We 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 kind of know that. I get I start to get excited when you start hearing people outside of Phil Spencer and Aaron Greenberg and Matt Booty. And Ma- Major Nelson saying that w- there's a particular game that's in active development that when you see it is going to blow your mind because that starts to get me excited when when you start hearing people outside of the inner circle that we know for as Xbox quote unquote guys and you start hearing people like a Ben Decker talk about this my blood starts to pump and get excited. What are your thoughts on what he's talking about and could it potentially be? Because we do know a lot of what's going on at Xbox. There's a lot we don't know. But this one game is uh, getting some buzz from a lot of the internal Xbox people that are, you know, are, are of the know of what's going on. What are your thoughts, uh, Boxer Bear? Yeah, well, uh, I, I'm right there with you. Um, we know the, the usual folks uh, from the executive ranks of Microsoft that uh, hype up uh, stuff, the Aaron Greenbergs, the Major Nelsons, the, the Phil Spencer, and so on. Um, I, I did, I've never heard of, of this guy before. Um, and uh, seeing that other executives feel confident enough to just go out and say, <clears throat> well, we have a game in development that is going to blow your mind. Um, and he didn't, that this wasn't, particularly a special part of the interview this it was more on a side note so it, it makes it more authentic to me yeah that it has me really excited the the th- game he's probably go- uh, talking about is if you ask me starfield because starfield hasn't been revealed uh we only know the name of the game and that's it um and i think a lot of executives have that uh, um, lineup that they have coming in the next 10 to 12 months in in mind right now and and the big one there is obviously starfield that hasn't been announced so far could also be of course the forza franchise the compulsion game we know a ton of games are in the making at bethesda we have we know obsidian has two unannounced games in the making so it could be a lot of things but typically when you 
um, are starting to enter the the, the uh, gaming show season, yeah, which we are about to start. We start with E3, then we have the Jeff Keighley Summer Event, then we have Gamescom, then we have uh, the Game Awards at the end of the year. So the, the season of gaming shows is just about to start. And then the executives usually have in mind what they will announce in like three, four weeks. Um, and so that's what I'm thinking, what he was talking about. Um, but nevertheless, um, the compulsion game, as you mentioned, is, is something, it, it, it could be this Trojan horse. Yeah, the, yes. nobody has it on it on their radar. And compulsion is for me the typical studio that benefits from such an acquisition. They were a talented studio. They made a fantastic game with contrast. Um, I played that back in the days when it launched on the PS4. It was fantastic. Um, a small game, a super small game, but um, very well done. Um, they brought out We Happy Few. We Happy Few was a, was a good game. It, it had some really, really good ideas. Um, but you could really tell that the lack of funding um, held it back. Um, this is what you could really tell across all the uh, uh, the entire game. But the talent is there. And now they have the proper funding, the time, the, the platform to actually give their game a chance with Game Pass. Definitely something we should all keep in mind. But my personal feeling is that we won't hear about the compulsion game um, at E3. Uh, I'm not sure if we hear about that game even this year because Microsoft has so many games that will come out over the next 12 months yeah. and they will try to focus their E3 event and all the gaming shows afterwards on these kind of games. Yeah, we know about Halo, of course, coming. Starfield, I just mentioned. We have Forza Horizon. Then we have Crossfire X. All these, these games, uh, Psychonauts 2. Dude, there are so many games coming out for Xbox right now that it's almost a shame games like Resident Evil and Mass Effect Trilogy are going to be out because that's going to be taking up a lot of yeah. our time. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. It, it's, it's bananas. I got it's, no it's more crazy. time left, guys. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, it's going to be... Stuff to, to do. be a problem eventually, <laughs> eventually. Yeah, and then they already have announced a ton of games that they have not shown. Yeah, I'm talking, of course, about Avowed, um, Fable, uh, Forza Motorsport, State of Decay 3. They, they have so many games already announced that they have not shown. And I think before they announce the new games, like the Compulsion game, um, or like a bunch of games that are in the works in, at the Bethesda Studios, um, I think they, they will first properly uh, show off those games that they have already announced, show a little bit of gameplay for Fable or Hellblade or uh, A Perfect Dog or whatever, yeah? Um, that That's just what I think, because they have to plan now really out their strategy on when to reveal which games. Um, and... and is it really necessary to reveal a game like the Compulsion game right now? They could hype the entire gaming world by just showing um, Forza Horizon 5, Halo gameplay, they show Starfield, and they show a little bit for Hellblade 2, and a little bit for Fable, and the the, the gaming world goes crazy. And then they have the, the other shows coming up. I said it earlier, Gamescom, or at the end of the year, the Game Awards. Yeah, Usually we get one or two big announcements at the Game Awards um, over the last years. Yeah, So they have a lot of other shows coming later. 
E3 next year. Yeah, they also have to to bring out a, a couple of new announcements there, and maybe they save those up for for those kind of events. And now with E3, they just go in on the games that are coming out this year and the games that they have already announced. Yeah, no, you're you're absolutely right. I mean, there is so much to announce, but one thing that we know for sure, it's probably uh, what it set the stage for what's going to be coming out this year. Last May, a lot of people walked away unsatisfied. I don't know how you did. I I was so happy to see all these different games, you know, like The Ascent and and and, and Tunic and and so many of the smaller, uh, you know, double uh, A, single A, and indie games that are going to be coming out this year. It's it's just madness. You know, you still have Scorn. You still have all of these these uh these smaller games that are being done in Crossfire uh, X from Crossfire Remedy X is from Remedy is, is another one too we have it's, coming yeah um and along with that we get these three big bangers that we all assume Starfield Forza Horizon and September and October November brother that's what yeah, I'm saying that's exactly that's the, um yep. the Triforce and and that's that's so much to talk about um, and to show those game properly off with gameplay, yeah, we have the Microsoft Flight Simulator, and nobody talks about that. That it's going yeah. to be huge. This summer, yes. Age of Empires Four, even though it it's it might not be a day one console release, yeah, it's still a Microsoft game for the Xbox ecosystem, and yeah, so there there is so much coming, um, and that that's why I personally just think that when an, an executive like uh, that, uh, Mr. Decker says he's excited about the game, um, Jason Ronald said something similar when he was on the Iron Lord port podcast that his most anticipated game isn't even announced um, for this year. Yeah. Um, so um, I think that that they are probably referring to one of those games that will actually come out in, in the next 10 to 12 months. And and um, Starfield is probably going to be the big one there. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. Uh, let, let's get 3-Bit in on, on the conversation. 3-Bit, what are your thoughts on what Ben Decker had to say about um, the next game that one of the games that has not been announced will blow your mind? W what do you think that is? Who do you think is making it? And um, what are your thoughts, brother? Um, well, first off, you guys all had amazing points. Uh, even um, <laughs> Mr. Bad Bit, he, he was saying like how uh, Game Pass can mitigate risk, and, and developers will are able to essentially tell their vision rather than what's popular. <laughs> um, and I think a lot of you guys bring up good points about it potentially being a, a compulsion game um, that is the unannounced game or maybe a Bethesda title. I think. Compulsion definitely has potential, as uh, some of the panels bring up, and an and uncharted mix with Bioshock. Just me thinking about that concept is uh, really cool. <laughs> I think uh, when I think of of that, I think of the verticality and movement sets provided when traversing the environments in Uncharted, but with the setting and the world of Bioshock, as it's apparently a rumored third person game, if, I, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. Um, that has actually yeah, that, been confirmed by by compulsion. That's the okay, only thing that they confirmed. said um, when they were on the again on the Iron Lord podcast. Yeah, um, that it is it is a third it's person. a third person yep. action game. Yeah. Okay, so a third person action game from them. Um, I, I think if you guys have played uh, We Happy Few, it 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 was kind of like an open world game. It was sort of segmented into these different parts, and you. Um, are, are kind of going through the environment, sort of like a uh, um, the Obsidian game, um, with the spaceship Outer Worlds. It, it was kind of it kind of reminded me of Outer Worlds sometimes, um, 
in, in certain aspects. Uh, but the story and, and the setting and the world of that they were building there had so much potential. I just think at the time they didn't have the budget uh, to to really push it to where they want because at, at first it was a Kickstarter game, if I'm not mistaken, and then yeah. it, was it was later uh, published yeah. by Gearbox. Gearbox. Okay, yeah, Gearbox. Um. And I heard that wasn't the best <laughs> deal they, they had with each other. So now they have the budget. Now they have the time. Um, and um, with Game Pass being a thing, people are going to be able to try this thing out. And I think it'll be a hit, whatever <laughs> they are working on. Uh, but we'll see. I, they definitely have some talent over there. And, um, and if, if for the games I'm looking forward to, let, let's obviously just put halo aside because everyone knows i'm i'm really excited for that i think people are going to be really surprised um by avowed um oh yeah obsidian creates games really fast (laughs) and i don't i don't think it's going to come out um maybe not this year but um the teams they got going on at obsidian where they are able to just try different things like uh like grounded and stuff like that, like where they're just able to have a side team work on something, and and maybe they're working on uh, another little side game. Um, is amazing, especially in that. That's where uh, game passes come into play because you, you're definitely mitigating risk, and these teams can sort of branch off and just try things and and see if it works. If it doesn't, then okay, <laughs> you know. Um, but it it is amazing that they're able to even. Uh, do a game like Grounded and and look at that game is constantly just going up um, on the Steam charts. There are, there's a couple games on Steam where it's just hitting the top five, and most of them are like Xbox games, which is really cool. Like Sea of Thieves is constantly just doing very well. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm excited to see what Obsidian has to offer. The second that and and um, of course Hellblade Two. Uh, I know that's not an unannounced game, but like I, I gotta mention it, <laughs> the technology Ninja Theory is bringing to the tables is definitely like industry defining and definitely has some of the best mocap performances I've seen in the first game. So I'm just looking forward to checking that out. And and also they have like their side games, um, uh, Ninja Theory is working on. So maybe we'll see that at E3. Um, but yeah, Compulsion is definitely uh, working on stuff. I think people are are also going to be forgetting that Scorn and Crossfire X are going to be coming out this year and uh, the gunk um, <laughs> looking forward to that game. So yeah, it's going to be a good year for Xbox. Yeah, I absolutely. And, and a good year for Xbox game pass subscribers, which I think is going to keep going up because obviously they're going to have so many games going in there that at some point it's going to be hard to deny. Like it's literally going to be hard to not want to plop down the $15, even if you're not getting it for a deal, because quite frankly, all of the games that are going to be in there. I mean, I think that I think that they have upwards of 20 titles releasing um, that have been talked about in prior shows in uh, the remainder of 2021 and in the last uh, seven months. And that is insane. Uh, we're really going to have a tremendous amount of, of um, you know, bang for your buck, so to speak. I, I do want to move on to the next topic. Now, I did change the, you know, the, the Game Pass conversation as it being the industry standard because I think I think it has become. Uh, did we get Jamie? Did we get Jamie? 
I think we yeah. did. Jamie, did we yeah, get yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, okay, I'm going crazy. Don't worry about me. No, no, no that, that's okay. I'm glad you glad you sort don't don't feel uh, ashamed to sort me out if I miss something because uh no, we we gotta make sure everyone talks. But I, I I gotta talk, folks, about the coalition for a hot second because they have made news in the last couple of days, and uh, a story that I have here uh is gonna be extremely exciting. Now, the coalition's new IP that they're working on, um is reportedly to be a smaller experimental game. And according to a story that I pulled from the pages of GameRant.com, the veteran Xbox first-party studio is using the new project to familiarize themselves with Unreal Engine 5. Now, before we go any further, folks, as confirmed by Gears of War community manager TC Kilo, in no uncertain terms, are we currently working on a new Star Wars game? So, yeah, that is the bummer part of it. And I, and I have it in my show notes where I, where I write it. That's a shame because I think that they would just kill it. And here was what he had. This is what TC Kilo had to say uh, regarding uh, the you know, subject matter that we just discussed. Just to clarify, regarding the Star Wars thing, we are not working on any such title. We have nothing else to announce at this time. It's short and sweet. And, of course, I still wish that they work on a Star Wars title. But here we go, folks. The question comes is this. Recently, the Gears of War studio, the coalition, confirmed that they were going to be using the next-gen Unreal Engine 5 for future projects, which, of course, includes Gears of War 6, which, according to numerous sources, is years away. Now, I'm not sure why that is. Are they re doing a soft reboot of the uh, of the franchise? Are they doing a bigger open world? Are they scrapping an open world? Are we going back to close quarters? No one really knows. But obviously, this comes on the heels of, uh, uh, you know, of numerous reports that emerged that the coalition was, in fact, working on Gear 6, and they are. That is what they're currently working on, but they are working on this smaller project. Now, we get this new information from friend of the show and friend of the community, Jeff Grubb, who provided potential details on what the new project will be. Now, obviously, uh, he was speaking on the new podcast that was created and published by Colt Eastwood, um, and Grubb had to say that the new IP that the coalition is working on is going to be a smaller, more experimental project. The purpose of the project, Grubb says, is for the studio to familiarize itself with Unreal Engine 5 and learn its ins and outs during the course of the development. Now, according to him, even though this new game is going to take some time to develop, which is understandable since the coalition is shifting its pipelines to a whole other engine, meaning that they're moving from Unreal Engine 4 to now Unreal Engine 5 full time, um, uh, it says the coalition, okay, it says once the studio has a, uh, is accustomed to Unreal Engine 5, it will move back to Gears of War in full and begin work on Gears 6 in, uh, in earnest. Um, you know, Boxer Bear, I want to go to you first on this. Um, listen, co the coalition is a very talented team. Uh, we know that they have a big studio. Um, for you, knowing that they're going to be doing this smaller project, which we don't know what it is. I mean, is it a new IP? Is it Gears 2 that they're going to be redoing in Unreal Engine 5? That's what a lot of people are starting to say and hoping for. Are you disappointed 
that they're not working on the rumored Star Wars game, which, again, was supposed to potentially be The Mandalorian. <laughs> well, see, uh, my problem with this Star Wars uh, smaller game uh, rumor thing is one week before uh, Jeff was on the podcast from uh cold eastwood uh, we got that star wars rumor also coming from jeff crop yes. so i'm not i'm not saying um i i really like the guy and i i know that he has a lot of sources and a lot of um websites take his statement sometimes a little bit out of context to create clickbait headlines but what really happened is we got a lot of people reporting that jeff crop teased a Star Wars game coming from the Coalition and five, six days later uh, we get the headlines um, the Coalition is working on a smaller side project, rumor coming from Jeff Krupp. So uh, people should really start to listen what he actually said. Um, and that's that's why I'm not really disappointed because his Star Wars statement was completely taken out of context as was him speculating. He said, after seeing that um, Microsoft uh, with the Bethesda studio has a, has a collaboration with the Indiana Jones um, franchise and Lucasfilms there, he could see that they go, for instance, um, uh, out and, and uh, provide them with the, the license for a Star Wars game to make a new game. Um, this was so it was a little bit out of context how the headlines were written and um, he didn't confirm or put the rumor out it was his speculation um nevertheless um i'm glad to see that uh, the coalition is moving over to unreal engine 5 i mean this doesn't come as a surprise um i'm actually surprised that it, that they just started to move over now that they haven't done that a little bit earlier but you never know how the the progress in and the unreal engine 5 development actually was yeah um COVID also infected those guys at epic so yeah, that's great. And I'm glad that they are working on a project, maybe a bigger or smaller project. I'm, I like that they get the creative freedom to create their own new IP. Because if you all remember, before they were the coalition, when they were called Black Tusk, they announced at E3 an espionage game. A, yes, a game sir. that reminded me of, of Splinter Cell. Eh? We all got those... I forgot the name of the game, um, but it was a we had, we got a trailer that reminded everyone of, of Splinter Cell. So, and then they were given the the um, Gears IP and they renamed themselves to the Coalition. And um, having Rob Ferguson in uh, as a as studio head, he really did a great job of um, not just delivering. Um, two of the best games from the last generation on, on the Xbox platform, Gears 4 and 5, yep. were absolutely fantastic. He, he delivered them on time yeah, in a three-year development cycle, both games, and um, they were super high quality. So um, the Coalition is obviously a very well-organized and very well-structured studio. And for them to see now... Uh, to branch out, do new things, maybe a big game, maybe a smaller game, maybe a Star Wars game or not. Uh, whatever they do, it's great that they get the creative freedom to, to fulfill their visions for, for a new video game outside of the Gears franchise. And that doesn't mean that they will uh, neglect the, the Gears franchise. Gears is still a super important IP for, for Xbox. But now with all these 23 studios, Xbox can really afford to to give them a little bit more time to take the coalition out of that three-year development cycle for a new Gears game. 
make it a four, maybe even a five-year development cycle. And, and that makes me happy to see, yeah, um, so that they can really leverage all the power that is in the Unreal Engine 5 because we know that there is a ton of technology in the Unreal Engine 5 and it takes time to learn how to use it, to adapt to the new hardware. And um, yeah, so I'm, I'm excited uh, to see what the coalition can and will do now um, with the extra team and with the um other game and the unreal engine 5 of course yeah no i, I absolutely and i agree you know but but i, I kind of wanted to i want to go i'm walking down this path right and path says coalition right and to the left says no star wars so i want to go start, start walking down the path which leads to my favorite place pong soul i know you're in a chat brother you you know you know what i'm about to say we're gonna go to head into speculation town, right? There's unicorns, there's rainbows, it's 70 and sunny. And you know what? There's cotton candy machines on every corner and you don't have to pay anything. So Elusive Gamer, I want to go to you next because I have a running theory. One of the things I have in the notes here that I kind of want to bring up is this. The coalition is looking to change everything over to the unreal engine 5 right that is known that is confirmed by everyone at, over at the team right they even they even posted on twitter we are moving all of our current productions now over to unreal engine full unreal engine 5 full time so here is where i get a little um uh i, I start to do a little speculation what i'm wondering and I want to get your opinion on this. They said it. They flat out said we are not working on a Star Wars game. So we're going to move Star Wars off the table. But is it possible that this quote unquote smaller experience that is so they can familiarize themselves with Unreal Engine 5 to then work on Gear 6? Could this small project potentially be something similar to Bungie's Halo ODST? but within the Gears universe. Hmm. What are your thoughts to that? I mean, uh, the, I, I just want to talk about the whole Star Wars thing first. I'd be lying if I, I say I didn't make thumbnails <laughs> ready for this story. Uh, <laughs> but when I found out it wasn't true, I was like, well, that time's gone to waste. Um, but uh, I, yeah, I think it could be something like that because, you know, we saw with... Uh, Gears 5 Hive Busters that they can make these very condensed, you know, Gears experiences. And the, the reaction from, you know, Hive Busters, people loved it. I loved it. And it seems like more people want more of that. And, you know, an ODST, you know, standalone, like, smaller experience, yeah, that totally makes sense. Uh, the They have to move everything to, you know, Unreal Engine 5. You have to get familiar with it. And you have to think about it like this. It's only been about... Uh, 20 months since Gears 5 launched. So, like, I wasn't expecting this anytime soon, like the next Gears game. So, like, that was always going to be ways out. Uh, but a smaller style, like, ODST thing, yeah, that totally makes sense because, you know, they're familiar with Unreal Engine 4, they're familiar with, you know, all the, the assets and how the engine works, and obviously Unreal Engine 5 is going to work a bit like Unreal Engine 4, so they can transfer some of that experience over. Uh, yeah, yeah, I could totally see that happening. Um and I know when some people hear this, you know, smaller experience thing, some people freak out. The truth is, they just have to make a good game. Like that's all it has to be. It doesn't. It doesn't matter if it's single A, double A, indie, whatever. Like it just has to be good. Like I don't really care at the end of the day how many years are slapped on the box. If it's a good game, it's a good game. Uh, and the coalition have proven they can make good games. Like people freaked out with um, 
you know, a, a, how different the story was with Gears Five. I thought Gears Five was bloody brilliant. You know, moving I the game. It was, it was my game. It, it was it was close to my game of the year. It came in like second for me. I I think that it's it was almost a travesty of just that that did not get the accolades it deserved. Absolutely, you know, Gears Five was so great. They, I was really surprised about the feedback out of the community when it came out because. They always said Gears is always the same. That was always what they said um, about Gears. And now they tried something new with these open areas and side quests. And then people started to to say, yeah, that's not Gears anymore. And so, uh, yeah, um, Gears 5 was fantastic. And I really hope uh, or can't wait to see what where they take Gears 6. You know, Gears, Gears has always been a linear experience. Always has been. And then with Gears 5... It was hub world design, and that design never gets used. Not not often anymore. It's either open world or linear, right? And it was fresh. It was fresh for the IP, and a lot of people seem to enjoy it. And like when they say a smaller experience, you have to think about Gears Five. That's a bloody big game, like yeah. it really is. Um, so like it could, yeah. When you say ODST, you know, smaller. I'm doing air quotes. Uh, yeah, I can totally say that because again. People like Gears. People want more Gears. And Gears is one of those experiences and universes where they can take the story wherever. You know, we, we got a turn-based tactical game last year. And they can literally do anything with it now. They could go RPG. They could go first-person shooter. They could literally go anywhere with this. And uh, I think the reception would be positive because people love Gears. And Gears is essential to Xbox. I absolutely agree. Joe, I want to bring you into the conversation, but I really I I'm really going to the dark oh. alleys. Oh, the dark of, alleys of speculation town. Oh, you usually man. don't come back from these. I just you want don't. you to know. So you don't I, come back from this. So, this so I, I I'm gonna take this. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna really this, this some people consider this uh crazy town. Okay, mm. so here, here is here is my thought theory that just popped into my head, and I love I love when this happens when I'm doing a live show because I spend a lot of time writing the show notes, and then I I miss something that doesn't make any sense, and then we're talking sure. about stuff, and sure. now here it comes. What if the smaller gears experience mm -hmm. is first person? Ooh! What okay. if they? What if they decided okay. to really throw a monkey wrench into mm. the conversation and say, "Oh, you want a different gears? Well, as we learn Unreal Engine Five, we're gonna give you a different gears, and you get a first-person chainsawing people." Dude, what do you think? I mean, okay, all right, real talk. <laughs> let's get let's let's get real for a second. <laughs> That'd be pretty awesome. Relation town. But you take me back to this dark alley. Usually, horrible things happen there. Usually, you become an orphan, <laughs> whatever it have you, falls to the floor. Uh, but I'm digging this. So, um, in actuality, I, I, I first off, I'm gonna play around with this first uh, and foremost. I think that it sounds really cool. If I, the game that I'm thinking about is a game that you and I both love, and that is. Uh, Star Wars Republic Commando. Yeah, give me the Republic Commando vibes with Gears of War. Oh, now you're talking. I actually could, yeah, I think actually that could be something really awesome. You give me a squad-based first-person shooter in the Gears universe, it, it could really lend itself well to like the survival horror like elements that they play around with and in Gears. Sometimes I think that could be really, really cool. Um, what I do think in re in actuality, what it could be um, is is it something that I'll steal from Luke Lord because he's a big piece of garbage. You know it. 
Um, or Luke Lore. <laughs> yeah, I think when 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 he's when Jeff Grubb's saying small, I don't expect I don't I don't really think that means new. So like I don't necessarily think we're getting like a Hive Busters two or like you know I would love to see a survival horror game in the Gears universe for sure. I actually think that this may be them testing out its uh, the the Unreal Engine five uh, of warming warming up to that engine and creating things in that en- engine and, and possibly importing things to that engine and, and and really learning from it while act while at the same time making a profit off of it. So I do think that Luke Lore is onto something for realsies when I say it. And Jeff Grubb says it's small. This is a Gears of War 2 remake. I was thinking that, too. I I saw that tweet. I actually commented. I told him, please don't give me hope. (laughs) (laughs) I I definitely think, not definitely, I I very much think that that may be the case. There's a lot of nostalgia there, and although it's on Game Pass and it's got the FPS boost probably and all that, I do think it's a a great way to test that team's abilities with that engine and also at the same exact time give that game a little bit more of a polish more of a sheen um and give it another run for people to familiarize themselves with gears similar to that of like you see with the master chief collection so i think making gears 2 remake makes sense uh more than like a last of us re re remake right i i remember the the first time when they remastered last of us they were like we're doing this because a not a lot of ps4 users actually have played the last of us and b this is testing the team's knowledge on the new engine and the new system for the playstation 4 so i think we're going to see that before the xbox series with the coalition and i do think their last um, their last Gears game is Gears 6. I think Gears 6 is going to... I, Gears has a, a hard thing to balance because it's similar to Halo in so many regards. Like You see Halo and it's like there's half of the community that wants Sprint, there's half of the community that doesn't, and they're all angry at each other all the time. It's similar to Gears. I don't think there's been a Gears of War that has captured the magic of of Gears since I think Gears 3. I love the sequel trilogy. You know, you guys know I'm a big fan of Gears. It's one of the games that I poured the most hours into. It's a series that I love. But I think there is some truth that I don't necessarily believe in because I bought into the Gears mythos that there's something about the sequel trilogy of Gears that runs parallel with Star Wars, uh, Star Wars sequel trilogy, said so they just don't capture the same magic that the originals did. So I think... Um, the open world concept was an okay concept. I think what Gears fans truly want out of that first per, that that first uh, that single player experience is something more akin to survival horror. I really yeah. do think they want you know Gears one where you go into the emotion mine. Ah, uh, dude, think, me and my brother still play that from time to time. That particular gives mission, you goosebumps, right? Yeah, it, it absolutely does. Yes. See, uh, seeing God, I, I, the, the ones that like hop around, I forget all their names, but like, see, like seeing them for the first time in the shadows that they play with, I think that's what Gears fans really want. I think they want, they want overwhelming odds that they feel a sense of accomplishment when they overcome them. Um, 
and, 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 and this, this thing that they are outmanned, outgunned, but still come out ahead. I think it's also something that even the commercials do as well, give you that sense of all hope is lost. So I think that's what I would like to see the magic of gears come back. It's, 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 it's cool that they played around with like fascism and all that stuff, but like, I really like to see these creepy crawlies really be creepy ca- crawly. You know, I, I would like to see that alien esque fear that the, the first, the first game did. And even the Gears 4 original trailer did. Um, so yeah, that, that's what I think. I think this is a much smaller concept. I do think this is them learning from that engine, but either way, even if it's a Gears 2 remake, that's not like a bad thing. Because Gears 2 is is legitimately great. And if you just put like server-based matchmaking instead of peer-to-peer garbage, um, you're going to have a really fun time and you won't have host shotgun. So yeah, yeah. I'm all no. on board with it. No, absolutely. Uh Boxer Bear, we have we have we gotten your opinion on this yet or no? Yeah, we had. Oh, we, we had okay. Yeah, that's three right. bit so, three bit is left. Three three bit. Let, <laughs> I I, I want to throw something out to you, three bit. I want to see what you, where, where you take this. So uh, stand by a second. Uh, there are a lot of people, and I mean a lot of people, including myself, that have been calling for a Marcus Phoenix collection. Now, we know that the Gears, Gears 1, Gears of War, was redone, and it's a masterpiece. Being that Luke Lore, who is not a piece of crap, according to Joe, I, I love Luke Lore. <laughs> uh, are we still in the alleyway? Yeah, yeah, we're, yeah we're, still in the, we're still in the alleyway. We're, okay. we're slowly backing up. Oh, everybody's they're... booing at the sentiment of you not calling Luke garbage. Everybody back off. There's an angry mob far, <laughs> forming at the back of the alley. <laughs> Poor Luke Lore. You, gotta, you, gotta, you know, when he gets down. a summer break, he's you got to get him back everyone. Don't worry. He's just kidding. It's just to gain his trust <laughs> so that we can let him down and shame him. <laughs> okay, I've, I settled down the crowd. Oh. All right, excellent. Thank you for settling down that mob. What if Joe is on to something? And what if Luke Lore is on to something that and what if it's not just Gears 2? What if they're going to take the small project that is with an S that they haven't told us has and they do and they remake Gears 2 and 3 in Unreal Engine 5 to release a collection based on Marcus Phoenix. What what are your thoughts on that? Well, I I I'm not disappointed about them not working on a Halo. I th- or not a Halo. <laughs> um, some type of Star Wars, right? I think those rumors are <laughs> trying are correct, just not where people are looking. And I'm not disappointed. I think I'm I'm fascinated by the prospect of them potentially working on a newer uh, IP. If I think a Marcus Phoenix would be great, like a Marcus Phoenix collection. I think uh, if you really want to like test out your ability to to uh, work on the Unreal Engine five, but also innovate your gear six it does make sense to go back and 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 look at games that were on the older unreal games yes uh the older unreal engine titles like unreal engine 4 or i think gears 3 was even unreal 3 or or something like that so you go back um and basically update those games to unreal 5 and and while you're doing that you could uh just really 
<laughs> pump up and, and learn a little bit more about the engine because uh, what coalition does is they take the unreal engine um uh, and then they pretty much just add stuff to it like they're not just taking unreal engine out the box and and just using using it for their games they're pretty much like they're kind of um taking the unreal engine and modifying it to to do what they want they have some amazing engineers over there, and, and yes, that was a that was a hit, Paul. Um, I, I think, um, with that being said, I, I it could be a new IP. I think that'd be kind of cool. Um, it, it's a way for people to see them try something new. Now, I, I do think I have to mention the fact that this game could be a spinoff. Maybe uh, that's just another uh, another alleyway <laughs> yeah. conversation uh, that it could be a, a some type of spinoff uh, of gears that is a possibility um i i do think they want to stay within the gears universe regardless if it's a first person game that that i would be really excited for that um but i, I do think they want to stay in the gears universe as they stated multiple times how much they love the gears franchise and how much it means to them it's their baby, and and before these rumors, I'd even compare them to uh, a three four three who only produces Halo titles. Um, but I, I do think um, that that a Marcus Phoenix collection would be a good way for them to really showcase what the Unreal Engine Five is capable of, and they could basically compare. I mean, us as the gamers can compare, <laughs> uh, like look at what Gears 3 used to look like or Gears 2 and look what it looks like now. Um, but they could really just go in and um, see what the differences are with the Unreal Engine 5 and how much they can push it to the limit. So that's that's pretty much what I think about from more of a uh, developer <laughs> point of view, I guess. Well, I mean, listen, it's it, it, it's it's great to hang out in speculation town because obviously you're not really held. This is just fun opinions. First of all, I got to I, I got to just tell somebody. Hold on just a second. You know, other zinc in the chat. Listen, dude, I, I get that you're an Xbox guy, and you can't talk about PlayStation without ruffling your feathers, and you can't talk about Halo or Gears. He makes a comment uh, in 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 here that I, I have to address because you know when you start when you start attacking the panel, you are a click away from being banned from the show. That we'll never see anything from you because I don't take this kind of shit from anybody. Okay, he says, and I quote: "You're attacking." This panel doesn't play Gears. If they did, the panel Damn. would know that Gears 5 adds something new in each month. Dude, we are not even talking about that. This is this is a speculative topic about what they could be doing in the small project. So this is what I tell you. Take a chill pill because I am going to tell you this. I appreciate the support that you're here every day that I do a show. Never going to say that, that, that. Be disrespectful about that. What I will not take, what I will not sit here and allow is this kind of shit. Okay, if you don't like what we're saying, my best advice is unsubscribe to the channel and don't listen. But don't come with these comments because what, what I'm going to do is now Lethal Papa is now going to be watching you. And when he sees this kind of stuff, he has he has my authority to ban you. And you, you know, all I could say is just take a chill pill. It's not that serious. It's games. It's gatekeeping. Yeah. Stop being and, a gatekeeper. We never even said anything about that. Like Gears 5, yeah. I think we all agree on the yeah. panel that we we think it's a fantastic game yeah it's my yeah, favorite yeah. first off first off others uh, be, be, uh, 
It's it's my favorite Xbox game this generation. And I don't need to play it every single day to appreciate how amazing it is. Uh, hello, it's thank you. Gatekeeping games. Yeah, You're the it, reason it, why it, these it, games it, can't progress any further. That, so take a look look yeah. inward and 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 assess, my friend. Assess. Yes. Yeah, so at the end of the day, it's all about games. We're supposed to it's come games. here to have fun, right? Okay. It's so games. We're, we're we're one gas tank away from a Mad Max dystopian future. Have fun <laughs> thinking about games, okay? I love it. Well, you know what? Speaking of games, I, we're going to continue this uh, incredible uh, uh, podcast. And, folks, we're at almost 400 here. 400 in the middle of the day. If you're here, you're enjoying it. Don't – well, I was going to say, hit, please hit the like button, though I can, assu- I can assume that uh, Other Zinc is not going to hit the like button. And that's fine, too. You can hit the thumb down button. We're good. We're going to talk about games. And I want to talk about a game that a lot of people – are excited about Zemi Games, who is on the Tuesday Xbox Factor podcast, is not here to talk about this, and I know that he would be loving this particular topic, but in a story that I pulled from MSN.com, 12 Minutes is a video game mystery in a miniature that repeats itself until you find the solution. Now, one of the most anticipated indie titles here at the Xbox Factor podcast is, in fact, 12 Minutes, and that is being developed by Luis Antonio. It's a one-man show and being published by Annapura Interactive. Now, here is what Lewis had to say about the new IP. It's an interactive thriller about a man trapped in a time loop. Uh, who had uh, who gave a, he gave a preview of the game to USA Today, which was pretty cool. Uh, uh, you have to use the knowledge of what is about to happen to change the outcome and break that loop. As you play, you decide how you are going to interact. Your character is going to learn with everything that you do. Everything resets, but his knowledge stays. We're going we're going for something like theater play. You're never going to see their faces, so you're so there is a big focus on voice acting and animation, so that you don't that, that you believe these characters are alive. Now, according to the article, which of course I agree one thousand percent, the premise is scary if simple. A husband and his wife sit down at the dinner table. There's a knock at the door, and an intruder claiming to be the police. Uh, offers uh, no a police officer interrupts the evening, puts the couple the couple in handcuffs, and claims that the wife is guilty of murder. Now the characters, if you did not know about this game, are voiced by well known actors. The intruder, voiced by the unbelievable William Defoe, and obviously he was in recently Zack Schneider's Justice League. The wife is voiced by Daisy Ridley. Star Wars episode, uh, you know, obviously Rise of Skywalker is the last movie that she made. And the husband is voiced by James, James McAvoy of X-Men. Of He played Professor X, which is, I mean, that, that's monster voice talent for an indie title. But, you know, let, let's start with um, Boxer Bear here. What are your thoughts and excitements for one of 2021's most talked about indie titles? Yeah, I mean, that that game is is such an interesting approach. I I can't remember that we have seen uh, any game that has this kind of gameplay loop. Yeah, um, having having basically always the same room with 
your choice mattering which way the the story uh, goes or um what what the outcome of the whole thing is 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 super exciting um i'm still so surprised by how can a one man show a one man studio get such um high valued uh, voice actors yeah, who um, knows <laughs> really uh, <laughs> i don't know how the man did that but if he can pull something like that off i'm 100% convinced that the game will uh, be actually super interesting to play um it is it is one of these um rare games that we get where one guy just hits every note the, the aesthetics look good the story is intriguing he even has the, the, the voice actors there are rarely these games where a one man show can hit these kind of notes we bright memory infinite comes to mind or song of iron um where where the, where one developer just seems to get everything right and uh, and 12 minutes just looks like that kind of game and i can't wait to play it yeah me too and and i agree i'm right there with you dude like i have no idea who he who 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 the, the you know the creator of the game who he actually knows to be able to get this kind of uh voice talent i mean that it's 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 incredible and i yeah. honestly cannot wait to play it's obviously one of my most anticipated games in the indie scene for sure i mean this goes right along with uh the ascent and tunic and a few a few other ones that are just uh are high caliber games that are being made by small teams and i and and this obviously like tunic is a one man show it, it's it's incredible um but uh um, let me let me get Jamie Moran. Jamie, one of the biggest things I think have come out of last year's May show, as well as, of course, the July showcase. Now, the July showcase for last year, which was their E3, showed a lot of big AAA first party games. But in these two shows, we got a chance to see a lot of smaller games. And one of the games that was shown was 12 Minutes. Now, we don't have a release date. In this interview, they didn't give us a release date, which is said. I think it's going to be a stealth drop. I think a lot of these games are going to be coming to us um, during E3. I think you're going to get some easy, you, you get, you're going to get some stealth drops like, hey, listen, you know, go, go play. It's in Game Pass right now. And I think that that would be a great time to get everyone's eyes on these games, to be honest with you. So I'm, I'm looking forward to it. What, what are your thoughts on what we know about and what has been talked about with the uh, director of the game for 12 minutes? Yeah, I mean, I've had my eye on this game a long time. It looks really interesting. The concept is pretty much like uh, Groundhog Day, but in 12 minutes, uh, which I really yeah. like. Uh, the cast, I mean, James McAvoy, Daisy Ridley, and Willem Dafoe. Like, I have no idea how such a small team, like one guy, got these people on board. So the, the premise alone must have been interesting enough. Um, but yeah, I've been looking forward to this. I watched two minutes of gameplay yesterday. So for people not familiar, you have... 12 minutes of gameplay that loops so for instance a uh, dude bur burst through the front door and you know you get stabbed or tied up or whatever and you can pick up uh all the other like objects in the room so like a coffee cup a knife and you can interact the item with other people as well so you can pick up the cup and give it to your wife and stuff uh so in the the scene uh dude picked up a, uh, a knife on the second go uh, locked himself in the bathroom and then when the guy broke in took the knife off him and stabbed him in the chest and then the time looped again it's just an interesting uh you know 
indie game. And I like the fact that we're seeing more games like this, uh, these really interesting indie games, because, you know, a lot of people think indie games are these 12-bit games. Like, that. that's... <laughs> That's that's not that's not how it is, you know. Um, but like it's a really interesting premise. And plus, you know, I was I was even saying the other day on Twitter, like this does seem like something that will be an E3 day drop because the developers have said multiple times it's coming soon, it's coming soon. And even yeah. yesterday or the day before they said it's coming soon. It's like we're a month out from E3, soon is pretty much gonna be that. Um and plus, you know, uh, I don't know if it's been confirmed for Game Pass, I think it has. Uh, a lot of people are really interested in this game and people want fresh experiences so uh, everything I've heard about this game it looks like it's going to be a must play yes I absolutely I, I think it's one of those games that has the potential to be become one of those indie darlings that everyone is talking about like a limbo right like you, the game comes out out of nowhere and you're like oh my god this game is so good everyone is going to experience it. what i'm what i'm interested about this game jamie is that everyone is going to have a different way to, to tell their story because of how many different things you can actually do like hey we're going to be talking around the water cooler did you pick up the knife and stab the guy or did you hit him over the head with a uh, couch cushion i don't know but it's going to be different and i think that in itself imagine where- the person overhearing that conversation <laughs> That would be kind of funny, Joe. Let's bring you into the conversation. <laughs> yeah. Obviously, you 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 appreciate um, artist based titles, and that's yeah. what this seems to be. This is telling a, a, a tale of twelve minutes. It's not. It has not been done in gaming. So there's mm-hmm. a potential for a new and unique way to uh, you know to play play a, 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 a very storied adventure. What what are your thoughts yeah. on what we know about twelve minutes? Honestly, and I hate giving this human being credit. I don't even like to consider him a person, but like <laughs> Luke Lore had a really great interview with the with the creator. Uh, I, I almost I think a year back now. This game has been in development for a long time, so that's when this game was really put on my radar. But I gotta say, first off, the voice acting awesome, right? Uh, Daisy Ridley is is a phenomenal actress, a beautiful punch me in the face. Um, who else was it? James McAvoy. Yeah. yeah. Amazing actor. William Dafoe. I mean, William, William Dafoe, man, like he is, he's on another level if you see in the lighthouse. And so like, these are all awesome actors. I do like, and sometimes gives me a little worry seeing like, you know, actors on uh, on the Hollywood stage take parts in games. Um, and it seems like the thing that I, you know, I, I worry about is, of course, vo- voice actors, because uh, this is their bread and butter. But it really seems like actors are really going for these more indie-ish, like, hey, let's just be weird here. Like, Bryce Dallas Howard is in Maquette, which is a pretty good puzzler. And it's her and her husband are the, are the only dialogue in the game. You are sold by their connection just because of how they interact. Cause they already have that love for each other. And, um, and so like seeing Daisy Ridley, seeing James McAvoy, seeing Willem Dafoe, all of which are terrific, just behind this product is awesome to see. So, you know, that this is a story-based game that you have these serious actors, some of which have some major accolades behind it is really cool that they're having neat ideas. Like I love seeing like Daisy Ridley go, you know what? I took the money from star Wars. Let me just now get weird with my career. That's really awesome. Same with James McAvoy, same with Willem Dafoe. Um, And this game looks really interesting. It's something that like Annapurna is, 
usually a developer or publisher rather, we don't see with Xbox. And so I really like seeing ID at Xbox really say, you know what, PlayStation and Nintendo get to be weird with their indie games. We need to start doing this with our indies as well. And getting the Xbox community accustomed to these games that are somewhat thought pieces. So like, yeah. I love seeing the braid elements in this game, but taken up to the nth degree. And when he says that this is like a 16 hour experience, I'm really interested to see how that plays out because you're in that 12 minute time loop. How does the story progress? So I'm really, I'm really interested to see what, what they got here. I'm, I'm, I'm hopefully, hopefully this game is, is sooner rather than later, but yeah, I'm, I, I'm on board with this, man. This is uh this seems like it's gonna be a really special game. So let's let's all hope for that. And Annapurna, again, uh, a, an amazing publisher to get weird with. Yeah, absolutely. Um so, uh, and you know, you know, three bit I'm I'm glad I saved you for last because I'm really interested to get your opinion on this. Obviously, you yourself have worked on indie titles. In fact, you you know, you work on indie artwork, you know, as an artist. Where do you fall? on your excitement level for 12 minutes on how different it's going to be compared to many of the big AAA games that are going to be releasing later on in the year. I think it has a, a amazing voice cast. And, and I'm wondering if this is a game where you learn the process on what to do as this dude breaks into your house um, and constantly kills you. And you're, you're like, okay, maybe he grabbed the, the glass or maybe he grabbed the knife so maybe i'll move this here and move that there if it's like a learning process um <clears throat> and if it is a learning process is it possible for you to beat the game in one go if you know what to do or does things sort of unlock over time as you die that's just like a game feature i'm wondering um it, it, it if it how it plays out essentially um and if you guys ever played her story that's another one from annapurna the story was very like serpentine and when and where the story you find is the story you're given sort of thing where you sort of discover it um but th there's not much hand holding there um this seems a, a little bit more linear in that regard but you're also discovering it, it seems like you're discovering the story I, i'm figuring out what this game is i haven't seen the the footage yet for the um for the the gameplay but it seems very interesting I, I i love the concept for it um i think it has a lot of potential and and like in 12 minutes you're you're figuring out um how this dude's about to burst in your door <laughs> and you're yeah. you're uh, basically trying to survive not just yourself but you and and your significant other so um yeah i love indie games i love the creativity they can bring um like you don't see a uh a 343 working on this, right? <laughs> there is not going to happen. So to have these little experiences here and there for indie games, it's very uh, freeing and in and indie games um, it, like this, it does eventually, I think, uh, cause a ripple effect for those bigger titles uh, to experiment a little bit with. So um, yeah, it seems like a very psychological game, which I love those type of games. And it, it seems very, um, uh, like like the very intense of a story. So I'm wondering um, where it's going to be headed. I'm, I have a feeling <laughs> that there's a lot they're not showing um, for the purposes of of um, you experiencing that for, your, for yourself. <laughs> and uh, that's a good thing. So we'll, we'll see. 
Yeah, well, I, I put it to this way. It's one of the games that is going to really use Game Pass to its advantage because it's a game that a lot of people cuz listen let's call a spade a spade here folks a lot of people shy away from the indie scene because they like um you know these big AAA experiences right that that that's that's a confirmed fact um what i do appreciate even more about game pass is that it gives games like 12 minutes like tunic you know, all of these smaller experiences that people may pass on because, quite frankly, there's a lot to play, especially if you support multiple consoles like Joe and I and many people on this panel do. It gives you, you know, there are a lot of games to play. Sometimes we will miss out on some of the uh, smaller titles. But you know what I like about Game Pass is that it gives the community the ability to try something like a 12 minutes. I I've tried games that I knew that I would have never tried without game pass. That's, that's a fact folks. So um, I think this is going to be big for game pass, but I think it's going to be big for the publisher and more importantly, the developer. I, I, I'm not sure if this is his first game. I've never heard of Lewis before, so it might just be his first project. I'm happy to know that um, it's getting a lot of buzz. It's certainly getting buzz on this channel. Not a lot of channels are talking about it. And I wanted to do that here today, but I do want to move on to, of course, one of the big, I think this is the biggest topic, and we're going to be talking some Halo folks. And obviously, you know, why not? You know, in a story that I pulled from WCCF Tech, Halo Infinite Art teases new bosses, weapons, and vehicles, plus... Is there a new trailer likely to be coming soon? Well, considering that E3 is under a month away, I say yes. Now, the new information comes to us from Halo Waypoint, who showed off some cool but small looks into what we'll be seeing in the soft reboot of the Halo franchise known as Halo Infinite. And honestly, it got me super stoked. Now, um, for today's topic... Uh, you know, the way I want to I want to position this is we've talked a lot about Halo, more specifically Halo Infinite. Um, but I'm interested to get both the panel and more importantly, the public, the community, the the uh, the, the, the 400 people that we have here in the chat. And here's my question to everyone. What does 343 Industries need to show? At E3 2021's Microsoft conference with Halo Infinite. And here's my second question. Should the new trailer be a side-by-side -side viewing of where they are now and where they were last July, showing the new and improved graphics, physics, and gameplay? Or should it be a new trailer all together? Jamie Moran, you're our guest. I want to go to you first. Where do you think? How important? First of all, this tra this trailer is important for a lot of reasons. Uh, this is coming on the cusp of many people being disappointed with what happened in July. I wasn't one of those disappointed people. I quite enjoyed what they were doing. I'm in it for the gameplay, the graphics. Sure, they were maybe not next gen, but they were not terrible. Okay, they, they were sure there was some pop in. But for you, how do you answer these two questions, Jamie? I mean, going back to last year, I thought the gameplay looked phenomenal. You know, yes, me too. Um, I agree. So, like, you know, people only had issues with like the visuals. Uh, so, like, they only had to fix that. And I think when it comes to A3, it's all about hype, all about positivity. 
I don't think showing the difference off of what they showed last year and showing this year would be would go down that well. I think they just have to go out and just show us a brand new trailer, brand new footage, new enemies, new everything. Okay. And, uh, you know, that would get people hyped. And there's always this talk about what Halo needs to be. And I even saw the meme last week, you know, Halo needs to save Earth to, like, you know, be successful. It needs to, you know, cure everything to be successful. The truth is, Halo Infinite just has to be good. It has to be well. The thing is, you know, people can say a good has to be great. It has to be a genuinely a good game that people have. Good Halo game, more specifically, I think. Uh, You know, Halo Four people love the campaign, but not the multiplayer. Halo Five people love the multiplayer, but not the campaign. You have to smash them two together, and that's what people have been saying for years. You know, and the gameplay we saw last year looked bloody good, in my opinion. It's just the visuals they need to fix and. I think they're going to have to show us because the, all the concept art that's came out, I think looks really cool. But we have to realize when it comes to concept art, most of that stuff doesn't make to the actual, you know, full game. Um, that said, the stuff shown, pretty cool stuff. I'll always take new vehicles when it comes to Halo games. Yeah. Um, but they have to show us campaign. They have to show us multiplayer and they have to show us a lot of it. And the thing is, you know, Microsoft's been talking about Halo every month now. Uh, we will say something this month. Uh, jo- Joseph Staten did um, tweet out, you know, uh, some video editing the other day. So they are making the E3 thing right now. Yes. And it's going to be a big blowout. It, like, they have to... That I've been talking about, and I've mentioned this on the show before, like, this holiday, you know, there's going to be a soft relaunch again for these consoles. You know, people are going to be able to go to shops now, hopefully, later in the year. Uh, there's going to be more, you know, consoles on the shelves. There's going to be more product and games... Microsoft and Sony, they're going to treat this holiday big. Huge. And Microsoft always likes to, you know, have Halo stuff. Hey, Master Chief's on the Xbox Series Xbox. Like, that's how big it is. Uh, so they have to they have to do it right. And, you know, they shows, showed us the gameplay last year. People like the gameplay. It's the visual. And the thing is, the, the new screenshots we've seen recently look really good, even though they were PC, in my opinion. But I have to tell people, please stop zooming in 10,000% on compressed Twitter images. I agree. That's yeah. ridiculous. That's that that is absolutely ridiculous. Like the other day I'm just scrolling down my feed and people start comparing concept art to PlayStation screenshots. It's like stop it. Nothing has to be a comparison. Like we aren't digital foundry, you know? Uh it's it's ridiculous. And you know, again, like we will we will see footage at E3 and it will look fantastic. But I guarantee you, in the next day afterwards, people will find something in an individual frame where the game doesn't look pristine and people will meme it because that's where we are with Halo now. And the problem with Halo is, is that, you know, boom, you've noticed as much as I have, like the Halo community is extremely split. Like, no matter what people talk about Halo, people always have a problem with this. I say I could be enjoying Halo 4 on Twitter. Some people lose their mind, just just get angry because I'm enjoying the game, you know? Uh, so, like, you know, the problem with 343 is, when it comes to Halo, they have to dance on eggshells, you know? Uh, they have to be extremely careful with how they announce and what they announce. And, you know, they've had enough time to learn. I think they'll do justice. And Microsoft, no, they have to go really big with Halo. They have to treat this Halo as the biggest Halo today. And I think they yes. will. Yeah. You know what I would love to see? Obviously, we want to see, uh, you know, uh, them, you know, have a big blowout, right? The, the last time we saw an unbelievable monster blowout for Halo, at least in my opinion, was Halo 3. And I'm hoping that they return to that kind of uh, 
prowess when 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 talking about their franchise uh um you know the the console's biggest franchise and biggest ip still in my opinion um but i i, I agree 100 with you boxer bear let's get your opinion on this for, for halo infinite's return um it, it's gonna be big we you know i think i think after hearing what jamie uh, had to say i think we all are in agreement that they they have to do it up big but do you where where how how important do you think that this is going to be to Halo to to get a trailer out there? And where do you think this trailer should go? Should we see some side by side, or should this be a brand new build from the ground up uh, and and um, directed by Joseph Staten trailer? Um, definitely the last thing, <laughs> a new trailer. Uh, they want to avoid these comparisons. They want to want to want people to forget what was shown last year they don't want they don't want those side-by-side -side comparisons um those will be out there anyway um a lot of people on twitter and other social media channels and youtube will post these side-by-side -side comparisons um but they don't want that on the big stage uh, they want halo to shine um it is their biggest ip to date um it was supposed to be their big launch title um that did unfortunately not happen and like jamie said he hit the nail on the head um this fall is kind of a soft reboot for the xbox series consoles and the playstation 5 because now sony and microsoft will have to start to fight for the wallet of the customer so far every uh, console that got money manufactured was immediately immediately sold out and this is going to change may it be this fall may it be this the next spring but um <clears throat> now we we are entering the phase um where uh, the platform holders have to actually f win customers over so um that's the reason why it is absolutely super important for microsoft to have a top-notch showing of halo uh, they can't afford another backlash if they if they the, the the internet you know how it goes there, there it's the smallest thing in that trailer that puts people off and people will start um smashing um and trashing um halo again so they will absolutely take care that this uh, trailer is super high polished i'm really hoping that it's not just a trailer i i really hope that they gave another extended gameplay segment but this time they will take really care what kind of segment will they show they will show sequences where the graphics can really shine because again like jamie said um i didn't hear anyone complain about the gameplay everyone complained about the visuals and they will try to focus on that um and, and give a uh, yeah, a beautiful presentation for Halo that people really go out and say, okay, that game looks fantastic. Yeah. Um, because that's that's just what sells um, games, uh, to be honest. Um, a lot of, of the marketing these days is done via social media and people post those 10 second clips on, on YouTube, on, uh, pardon me, on, on Twitter, on Instagram, on Facebook and so on. And, and when people scroll through the timelines, they only get a couple of seconds to, 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 to see the game and Microsoft will make sure that when they put out another trailer, every second of that trailer, because they don't know which second people are going to post later, but every second <laughs> shines, looks beautiful. Um, 
<clears throat> so yeah, that's what they 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 will do. Uh, I'm really hoping that they give that kind of narrated gameplay demo. I really like what what Sony is doing with um, their events when they um, had just the uh, when it was two weeks ago or so when they had the Ratchet and Clank showing 15 minutes of gameplay, a little bit narrated, um, and this kind of showing um, is what what they need to do. The game below looks super graphics look, look polished now um and then they are they are for to for a good start because gameplay wise i think we we are in for a treat it's gonna be yes. a, a fantastic gameplay uh, uh, a game i have no doubt about that i don't think we will see that super duper graphic showcase it will look really good a lot better than what we've seen last year but it, it's not going to be that that game that will make our chores drop to the floor that's going to be a hellblade or a game like that yeah. i don't know about that dude i'm going to um, be honest with you I, I i you know i beg to differ and i'm not saying that you're wrong i'm saying that mm -hmm. yes halo it's 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 a first person shooter so i mean it, you know obviously when you when you you try to match a first person game versus a third person experience in a third person story like a hellblade you can go like really hard on the graphics but absolutely if, it's, but, it's but if not... you think about this for a second if you go from if you go from the from from when it was first shown and it's and again a lot of people walked away with it not happy with the graphics i don't really and i agree with you i don't think a lot of people complained about the gameplay but they have the game is done I know that Joseph Staten has said he's beaten the game multiple times. Right now, from Ju from July to when they're going to show it in June, that's 11 months of polish. And then on top of that, Box of Bear, it's not releasing until, you know, uh, in my opinion, the 15th of November, celebrating the 20th anniversary of both Master Chief and Xbox, for that matter. Yeah. It's going to have 14, 15 months of polish time. So Absolutely. I think this can look like an unbelievable masterpiece. Uh, it, it, uh, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying it, it will look bad or anything. <laughs> not at all. It will look absolutely gorgeous but i think at this point everyone has in their head something that they really cannot um, achieve or fulfill the game will look absolutely stunning it will run even better it will be a huge open worldish kind of game yeah um, that will run at 60 fps with a 120 fps option um and it will look absolutely amazing there will be ray tracing oh, it, it, it will look great I'm not sure if it will be that big, super duper graphic showcase. Um, mm. That's just where I'm not I'm not really convinced. I'm I'm hopefully wrong, um, and and the graphics will make my jaw drop to the floor. Mm. I think that part is is going to be other games from the Xbox First uh, Party Studios. That doesn't mean that the game will look bad at all. Um, I'm just saying temper your expectations. Um, it, it because I've seen people out there. Um, making expectations up for halo infinite that i think that they will won't be able to fulfill um, it will be a super beautiful game but i think their main focus is on is not just on um super um detailed um textures and environments it's it's more like the whole combination that the gameplay is fluid even if it's going crazy on on screen and um, that the effects will look good that's that's their focus um and so it will be a beautiful game, no doubt. Um, but um, we should all set our expectations right. That's just all I'm saying.
I mean, I agree. I mean, like I said, uh, you know, you know, Mr. Bad Bit, I got to bring you in on the the conversation, because if you didn't know, folks, he's on loan and he cost me quite quite an arm and a leg from PlayStation. (laughs) They're very expensive. They are Sony. Right. But if you didn't know, he is one of the biggest Halo fans. Yes. He has an Xbox. He has a PlayStation show. Yes, he's a big PlayStation guy, but yes, he's a big he's a big fan of Master Chief and Halo. Here's sure. my question to you, Joe. How big does this trailer need to be for Halo Infinite to w- once again jump back into the minds and hearts of people that walked away disappointed last July? It needs to build reassurance and that they have listened to their community you know i'm i'm gonna be i'm gonna be aretha franklin with you guys okay Um, here we go oftentimes we talk about in generalities what games need to be ought to be should be right when we talk about halo and we talk about what it should be or what it could be um we see people on both sides trying to you know bash halo give you you know i I love what jamie said like zoom in on an image ten thousand percent to see a craig face right like we've seen people though at the same exact time go out of their way talking about how 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 this game's going to blow everyone's expectations and all that right i feel like the expectations or or the base of this of this game on social media's discussion is this game is either going to be great and you're stupid for thinking otherwise or there's no way this game could be great and it's it's been in development hell engine blah 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 prank right there it's just a duality of, of either <laughs> people stroking the ego of microsoft and e3 uh, and and 343 for the sake of social media engagement or it's people that are bashing 343 and xbox for the sake of social media engagement i want us for a sec to take twitter engagement uh out of the question here and ask ourselves a real question even the person that told us that we're not fans before said is what does halo need to do to be successful in its fan base's perspective right at the end of the day this game will come into the zeitgeist and it will leave the mainstream zeitgeist right what happens after it leaves that mainstream zeitgeist is what is going to determine whether this game is a success or not it's not up to us it's not up to you know anybody on this panel other than the people that are you know the the diehard fans that are going to stick with this game after the 90-day tale that it's going to have during its holiday release. That's who it really needs to impress, while at the same exact time garnering new eyes on the product, right? We are walking into, and this is Halo. This means something for Xbox. Yeah, it means also, and it shows a trajectory of where they're going. Let's not be ignorant about it. The question is valid whether people blow it out of proportion or not. We're, Halo is walking in to a holiday season, to games as service, to a Fortnite, to Warzone, to Apex Legends, to these games that have these fan bases that are free to play, right? They're coming in through that Xbox perspective to try to fight for an audience there. That is why Halo's multiplayer is free to play because they understand that Warzone, Fortnite, Apex exists and they're all vying for those player bases' attention. What Halo needs to do 
isn't just show a trailer. It is to build that reassurance, but also to convince the naysayers that this is what this is the game that you need to leave Call of Duty for. Because remember, Halo stopped be stopped being as powerful as it once is because Call of Duty came and said, "Here's how you do the controller output. Here's how a first-person multiplayer game should feel," and it captivated people more than Halo did. Right. Same with what Fortnite's done. And you're seeing uh, uh, Call of Duty combat that with with Warzone, building free to play experiences that people are going to enjoy for the long term. So this trailer, what does it actually need to do? It needs to show why you need to be excited for Halo again. It does not need to be a graphical showcase, nor will it be a graphical showcase of what the Xbox is capable of. It needs to be a showcase and a celebration of 20 years of Halo, the culmination of which is this game. That that alone has so much stakes in it. That's what this game needs to be. It needs to prove itself to its fan base and to newcomers. It doesn't need to prove anything for us on Twitter or social media, because how many times have we seen people root against things and it not come to fruition or root for things and unfortunately fall through. So Twitter, I take it as just a 1% of the, of the big pie, the big picture that is games. And we oftentimes get lost in it. So for me, Halo doesn't need to fix global warming in order it to be successful. What Halo needs to do is invoke the feelings that you have when you are playing Halo, whether when I played it with CE or whether you played it in Halo 2 or 3 or 4 or 5, whichever. It needs to evoke those feelings of old while bringing new people in. And I think what we've seen from 343, and not just their Craig brute, not just that, but in what they've shown afterwards with their monthly updates has shown that they're trying to be as forthcoming as possible. Yeah, I agree. Where you should put your expectations for this game. Because, you know, Benji Sales, I'll go back to that tweet a while ago, even said there's never been as many eyes on Halo as there has been in 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 that tweet from a year ago and whether you thought that trailer was overblown there was a reaction so powerful that a trillion dollar corporation that has already put 500 billion dollars into this game said you know what we're going to literally wait a year that speaks volumes they are going to do whatever it takes for Halo to be not profitable, because at this point, let's take that out of the conversation, but be successful to its fan base. And I'm sorry for the rant, but I really, I, I really got to preface this because I feel like people are, are setting expectations in wildly inaccurate spaces where it's all this game needs to be is fun but also fun for the broader fan base. That's 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 the polarizing thing because again, what I mentioned before is when you have people arguing whether there should be or can't be a sprint in this game and what is fundamental Halo and you got people arguing about it, this game has some some steeps and some valleys to to, to traverse through. So to me, there's a lot riding on Halo. 
There's no doubt about it. No, I, the, I, I agree with you. I, I think there is a the lot. The future more. of people, of the way, I'm sorry, this is the last thing. The future of how people perceive Xbox Studios is riding on this. Because if this game doesn't hit, and I'm not saying it needs to be a 90 on Metacritic, get Metacritic out of here. If this game isn't popular in bringing the people that, you know, a Fortnite or a Warzone bring, that is something to really take into consideration. And whether we like those games or don't, that's mute point. It needs to be, it needs to hit that, that tone, dude. I want this look, look at resident evil, that game, 500,000 people are watching it on Twitch, right? On its first day. That needs to be halo. Halo needs to hit a chord with, with the mainstream again, more than that. You know, you know something that, and I think that they understand that. And yeah. I think it's safe to say that we we're probably going to get that simply because Halo's be going free to play. Master Chief was in Fortnite. Master Chief is rumored to be dropping into what? Nintendo's biggest IP yeah. and Smash Brothers. They, they are looking to uh, introduce the Master Chief to a wide range of audience and the same audience. I'm not saying that the, that, that, you know, the Fortnite people play smash and smash uh, people play, you know, apex legends. I'm, I'm not suggesting that at all. What I'm saying is that when you take a character as iconic, that is really Xbox exclusive, like mm-hmm. the master chief and you put him in Fortnite and you put him potentially in the rumored uh, Smash Brothers, you're introducing a cool-looking space character that someone may want to come over to Xbox because of Game Pass, because now Halo is going to be free to play like the Apex Legends, like the Fortnites. And I think it will steal many, but not, not just a few, many players from the uh, from, from these other games like Warzone and like Apex Legends, I, I really think that we're going to see. I'm hoping. Uh, yeah, I'm I, hoping I agree with you. Because, I, I, yeah, I agree. you know, you're 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 facing a, a real real talk. You are facing nimble opponents. Like, yes. do not underestimate Ep- Epic. Look, look at look at Apex Legends. It's a great example, right? Apex Legends when it first came out had a ping system that. Everybody for a week was just like, wow, why isn't this in Fortnite? And the week afterwards, Fortnite literally put a ping system in their game. Like yeah. you're you're fighting with an opponent that has just as much as resources as you, understands the, their audience and understands like, yeah, they're, they're a force to be reckoned with and a marketing tool. You're totally right. There's a reason why their Master Chief came to Fortnite. You know, there is a reason why they're doing all these cross promotional deals. They want to make Halo a big deal again. And it's a tricky thing to try to balance of like, how do we make Halo a big deal while, while, you know, coercing our audience that, hey, putting some modern elements in Halo isn't going to break your game. It's a tricky thing to try to. It is. To try it, to, it, you know, it, yeah, it is. I, well, listen, I, I hope. I hope it, they have sprint, but again, that's that's here, no there at this point. Uh, it better. It better. It, it absolutely <laughs> has to have sprint for crying out loud. But three bit. Let, let's get your. You are a big Halo fan, and you're also yeah. an artist. So what I would like to do. And as before we close out the show, because it's been a, we're almost at two hours and it's been one hell of a show. I kind of want to get your production value opinion on what you would be doing for Halo Infinite's return to greatness campaign, which is going to be at E3 2021. Where, where do you go with this? If, if I was 
an employee <laughs> at three for three, and I I'm seeing all the feedback. I'm seeing um like where I would want Halo to go. I would honestly do something like a uh, what Rockstar sort of does with how they present GTA Five. Um, like they've been saying all this different stuff with like um their logs and and what's new with halo infinite like the the creatures there's like luminescent creatures at night and that changes like some of the gameplay there's like um they they talked about like grunts and jackals having like uh like shifts and and maybe they fall asleep at night and 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 maybe you could sneak in certain bases they've talked about this in the blog um in some of their blogs i think we need to see a presentation to see how they can present that information from their blog, see what's different, show off the campaign, show off the multiplayer so that people can see what's different. Um, I'm not concerned about the graphics. I think uh, people keep forgetting that like Halo 4 was like a 360 uh, showcase that pushed 360 its limits. Beautiful uh, with, like beautiful like beautiful like it's still one of the best looking 360 games in my opinion and what, you're halo, talking about halo 5, 4 yeah, absolutely 100 halo 5 is a masterpiece in regards to graphics as well yeah like I'm, I'm not worried about them with graphics if that's what they're capable of i think those are two uh showcase titles for for graphics if, if you want to look at what they're capable of go go back play uh halo 4 and 5 i think I, if if anything, like the biggest thing that people are concerned about, if it's graphics, then I think they're in a decent place. <laughs> Especially if I'm if I'm seeing like the uh, the uh, the images and and the things that they're releasing. Um, especially with them working on the ray tracing, the the biggest problem they probably have internally is their engine. Like they they've um, a lot of the developers working on three for three was complaining. Uh, about using the same engine like people don't think about they've had the same engine from halo like one to all the way to halo five same engine was the blam engine they use the same thing they kept reiterating it and pushing that engine to its limits and it, it caused a lot of issues with halo 5's production a lot of things are cut uh and etc cetera, etc cetera. so internally um i'm sure they are happy <laughs> that they are finally getting that new engine however that's that's because it, new engines are, are are hard right like like you're working on unreal engine 5 and 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 um and they're going to continue they're still making unreal engine 5 it's in the beta phase right now but engines don't just stop being done like you don't just work on an engine and it's done and complete you you continue to reiterate it and, and yes. reiterate it um and until it, like pretty much forever <laughs> because technology is always getting better. We always learn new techniques for rendering and gameplay, um, making things easier for both the developers and also the gamers. So I do not envy the job uh, at 343. I think they have a really hard job. Uh, this game is supposed to not only revitalize the franchise, but uh, as a staple name for Xbox, but it has to do that while, while appeasing the new and old fans. I, and I, I love Halo. Just like Mr. Bad Bit, I probably have thousands of hours <laughs> um, as I used to play competitively and all this different stuff. I, 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 I'm I really passionate about Halo. I think... Um, people think people in the chat don't think so. They think you're a fake fan. Well, <laughs> all I got to do is look at my profile. <laughs> it's got a bad. No, um, no. Uh, <laughs> it's very, it's very it, bad. So. 
um, but yeah, I think they, they definitely got a challenge here. I'm not concerned about the graphics. I, I'm looking forward to where they're taking the story. Um, and, and Halo, what Halo is to me, it's this weird blend of open world sort of environments. Um, not completely open world, but now it is, I, I guess. Uh, impactful music and an arena style gameplay. If they can nail that, um, then I'm excited for it. I think uh, in terms of change, nostalgia is very powerful. It's a powerful factor. People think they want new things, then as soon as they get it, they're just like, uh, I. they compare it to the original, right? So nostalgia is a powerful factor. And at the end of the day, what they need to focus on as a team, as a development, um, they just make a good game at, at the end of it. And um, I, I think certain games can get away with <laughs> like a soft, sort of soft reboot, like a God of War is a great example and how the, they change up the formula and sort of got away with it. Sort of feels like they sort of snuck that game in because <laughs> um, they really come, they really change a lot of stuff. But uh, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to wh- where they're taking the Halo franchise. I think what they need to do at E3 is show off some of these new stuff that they're talking about. Show off the day and night cycle, get yep. people excited that are, are in the Halo uh uh, are, aren't as big into Halo, right? There's a couple of people in the comments uh, I'm seeing in in, in uh, this podcast where they're like, I never played Halo multiplayer. Which to me, it's just like crazy. <laughs> but show people why they should get into it. And um, I, I think there's a lot of things we haven't seen yet. I, I don't think there's a, 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 a Battle Royale mode, but I do think there is something akin to that. So... Uh, I really want to see what they got going on, and they should just show it in a really good presentation. Show off your campaign, show show off your multiplayer, show off the co-op in the campaign. I, I think that will engage people more because multiplayer is huge nowadays. Show that off, and I think they'll be okay. I agree. Well, listen, folks, this has been one hell of a conversation, man. We hit on four major topics, two plus hours worth of content for you for the absolute price of nothing but a like and the sub if you're new to the channel i want to thank my uh the nearly 400 people we had here which is awesome of course i want to thank the chat for always being cool and obviously you know i don't like to stop up the chat you know but every now and again someone you know forgets their place uh you know and and one thing i will not stand for is anyone to be disrespectful or loud or boisterous so you're allowed to have your opinion but if you get out of get out of line i'm just gonna ban you straight up I'm not worried about losing one sub or one click or one like. Listen, you got to act. You got you. You can't get yourself all bent out of shape because your our opinions different from yours. Or even when we're not talking about the same thing, you seem to be a little bit off page. And I'm not going to mention the name. You know exactly who I'm talking about. But listen, folks, I appreciate you being here each and every week. I hope that you're enjoying the content. Like I said, the big announcement for the channel is coming in the next few weeks. As soon as the ducks line up, uh, Mrs. Boomstick and I will be talking about that. And then we will reinstate Super Chat, Super Stickers, and, of course, channel membership. And, of course, if you are inclined to do so, you will then, again, be able to drop Super Chats to help support 
Double Barrel Gaming, something that you've been doing for quite some time, and it's always greatly appreciated. So let's get to the outros, and we're going to start first with our special guest, Jamie Moran. Obviously, right now, you're counting down the hours to Mass Effect Legendary <laughs> Edition. I know you can't wait to play. Tell everyone about your incredible YouTube channel, but more importantly, where could people reach out to you and strike up a conversation on social media? Yeah, thanks, Ryan. It's been a great show today, and you know, great to hear Archimedes is feeling a lot better. Um, but yeah, uh, my YouTube is you know, the elusive gamer. Uh, I do Xbox content, and it's just Xbox, I don't even really talk about other platforms ever. And it's all fair Xbox stuff. And I have a, a big video coming out on Monday, uh, some Mass Effect stuff coming out after that. And yeah, uh, I have a podcast coming out soon, but I've been trying to get stuff fixed around uh, behind the scenes uh, so news about that should be coming out in the next two weeks uh which i'm really looking forward to i've never hosted my own podcast before and yeah uh, my twitter is jamie uk where it's just game and stuff well, Jamie, thank you for being here, brother. And yes, your channel is awesome. And yes, he does put out fair content. Nothing fanboyish. Uh, he really does go out of his way to make sure that the conversation is fair. And uh, speaking of welcome back, Boxer Bear, first of all, brother, welcome back to your first show in what seemed like to be over a month. It's great that, A, that you're feeling better and that mm -hmm. you're well, that your family is well. But uh, you see, you seem to be right back in the seat. Uh, you didn't miss a beat at all. Tell everyone about your incredible YouTube channel, and more importantly, where could people reach out to you and strike up a conversation on social media? Yeah, first of all, thanks again for having me on the show. Uh, I'm so glad to be back. Uh, it's been a blast, as always. Um, you know, <clears throat> these chats in the, on the Xbox Hector podcast is really one of my highlights of my week uh, and especially if you're sick at home and um, don't have anything else to do you really appreciate that you have some friends on the other side of the pond that you can just talk about gaming and the stuff you are excited about and so thanks again for having me and yeah people can find me uh, basically everywhere um, at Boxenberger on Twitter of course um, that's where I'm most active but you can also uh, DM me on, uh, on Xbox or PlayStation. Um, and yeah, you can find my YouTube channel also at Boxenberger. I think the link is also in the description um, here of this podcast. Um, I also am a, have an Xbox-centric uh, channel uh, where I covered certain topics of the gaming industry. And this week I uploaded my first video after the COVID infection. And it is a prediction video for the uh, Xbox uh, E3 conference. So if you're looking for some excitement for E3, definitely check that out. And yeah, I can't wait to be back on the show next week. Yes, and uh, speaking of predictions, um, as we get closer to E3, uh, we're going to be celebrating not only the 20 years of Xbox, which they'll be celebrating um, this, uh, th this E3. And I think someone had put in the chat this, there's some sort of a 20-year celebration thing going on on Twitch with Xbox. I didn't even know about that. So I'm going to check that out afterwards. Um, but yeah, we're going to be we're going to be talking about uh, you know our 20-year experiences with the brand. Um oh, man, what's our awesome. favorite, yeah, what's our favorite characters, uh, you know, favorite franchises, what's some of the older franchises we'd love to see come back. And, and when of is course, this? 
Well, no, this. Well, the, 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 what I'm talking about is what we're going to be talking about in the next couple of weeks. Oh, and, good. oh my God, yeah, I want in on that. I want yeah, in yeah, on that yeah, so definitely. Bad, yeah. Uh, we, you definitely will be because uh, we're going to be doing it throughout the channel on different. Um, because obviously each each show has different groups of people, yeah. and I want to really get everybody in on the conversation about oh, yeah, celebrating true. Xbox. But I think there's something going on with a 20 year celebration with Xbox with Twitch. Um, I think I think it's right after this program, and it might 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 have already started. Someone had men made mention of it on in the chat. I didn't even know that they were doing that. But again, folks, I want to thank everybody for being here. Joe, let's get your outro, yeah. brother. Uh, you've been doing some really big things. Obviously, you uh, you and Kyle had a chance last week to interview the Greg a uh, Baker's dozen Miller, uh, which yeah. was incredible. Uh, really well done. You didn't sound as nervous as you told me you felt. Really? Uh, you, yeah, Thank you sounded you. pretty good in my opinion. I, I, I mean, did I get Kyle to talk? Like, did, did he, he do fine? He did. Kyle did great. And he, okay, and speaking good. of Kyle, didn't he just get, is, or did he get on or is he going on? P.S. I love you. Oh, man. So we got some stuff for you guys here at the Trophy Room, a PlayStation show. Uh, yeah, so last week we, we we had Greg on the show. I want to thank everybody for tuning into that episode. We literally charted. So I catch it later. Thank <laughs> you. Thank you. We, we, we literally broke the top 50 of, uh, of iTunes uh, video game charts and the top 100 for Leisure, which is like, we beat the great British quilting show. Okay. That's how good we did. There's a podcast that, about quilting. Not, you I should win. get a badge made up for that. You know what? Yeah. <laughs> suck it, quilters. Um, <laughs> but yeah, seriously, the support and the love, the opportunities that have come out because of it are absolutely huge. So make sure you check out this week's episode where it's just me and Kyle talking about all those 25 first party games, the Ratchet yeah. and Crank, uh, Clank preview. Um, and yeah, we got some really big stuff on the horizon. If you thought Greg Miller was big, we're thinking bigger, starting with Kyle Stevenson, my co-host, my brother in arms. Uh, he will be going on PSI Love You, the largest PlayStation podcast in the world to spread the good word about the trophy room there next week. May May 17th so please check that out give him some love he definitely has earned it we got some nda stuff that we can't really talk about but we got more crazy things that we're excited to share and also we got some youtube stuff that we're doing next week so everybody that's been asking hey joe can i be on a show can i be on a show your prayers will be answered you got to nice. just check your DM. So, yeah, make sure you follow the Trophy Room on YouTube. Make sure you follow the Trophy Room wherever you get your podcast service of choice, whether that is Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, wherever you find podcasts, you can find us there. Also, we're doing a giveaway, and I know this is an Xbox podcast, but we're doing a giveaway for Ratchet & Clank on the PlayStation 5. We're trying to reach 200 uh, reviews on iTunes. We are only like 30 away from that, and we thought, what better way to give back to the community? And if you're an Xbox Xbox fan, you appreciate the show. Let me know, and we'll give you a different game or Game Pass, whatever your your heart desires. Just make sure you give us a five star review on iTunes or Apple Podcasts, rather. And uh, yeah, it's it, a lot of fun things ahead. A lot of fun things. Well, we're looking forward to that, brother. Definitely can't wait to hear what you have going on. I, and you're doing some great things over there. And obviously, thank we're you, real proud you. of you here on the Xbox Factor Podcast. Rebit, let's get you on out of here, brother. What do you got going on? And what other shows are you a part of? And more importantly, where could people reach out to you on social media and strike up a conversation? Everyone can 
find me on Twitter. It's the VGHD. Uh, my YouTube channel is the Video Games HD. Uh, I'm on several shows. Uh, I'm on Xbox Factor every Thursday. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> what, what day is it today? <laughs> uh, every Thursday with these lovely people. Um, and at nighttime at 1030, I am on um, Fun Pop, where we just talk about comic books, and I get to talk about that, and that's a, a pretty nice and fun little show. Um, I'm on Xbox Ultimate every Friday at 9 p.m., and uh, that's going to have uh, some some pretty surprising guests, so you guys uh, tune in for that one. And uh, besides that, I, I pop in on uh, some occasional shows here and there, so just uh, watch my Twitter and see what I do, I guess. But uh, it's been a fun show, everybody uh archimedes good to see you again it's been awesome uh, bouncing you. off different stuff with you and, and I'm, I'm glad you're healthy and good so um thanks to everybody in the chat it's been a really fun show and uh i'll see you guys in the next one well thanks so much for being here brother and definitely appreciate you being uh you know obviously giving uh the, uh the congratulations to archimedes on being back yeah we're real happy to know that he's back he's healthy and i think that's the super super important part of it and uh, folks, listen, obviously, this is a great show. Uh, tomorrow morning's Breakfast with Boom is going to continue the fun parade of game talking. I have an incredible amount of topics that are going to include Xbox, PlayStation, and yes, we'll be talking some Nintendo tomorrow. Some big announcements expected in the next few weeks, one of which includes Metroid folks and we're going to get into that tomorrow morning 10 a.m eastern standard time on the new episode of breakfast with boom i'm trying to get a guest to join us i'll let you know as soon as that guest confirms that they're going to be on the program but i'll close out today's show with something that's important to me hopefully one day it'll be important to you and that's something that my dear old dad taught us when we were kids and he said son treat others how you want to be treated and also it doesn't cost anything to be nice you live by those rules and i can guarantee you you're gonna have an awesome day so take care everyone we'll see you next week on the tuesday edition of the xbox factor podcast <laughs>